Welcome to Firefighting in Canada, the podcast, brought to you by First Alert, safety you can trust. You've tuned in for compelling conversation on hot topics impacting Canada's fire service. From Hope, BC, I'm Fire Chief Tom DeSorcy. The Canadian Wood Council has partnered with federal and provincial governments to conduct a series of five separate fire research burns on a full-scale mass timber structure in Ottawa. It's an interesting discussion that we're going to have today and a pleasure to be joined by Steve Kraft. Steve is a principal with uh, with CHM Fire Consultants Limited and joins us today from Ottawa on the podcast. Steve, it's nice to have you here. Uh, thanks for uh, taking the time. Thanks for having me. A lot of people, I'm sure, in the fire service are familiar with wood frame and the, the ability or the, the push to use wood in higher structures. Um, a little bit of background, and I maybe, maybe we'll just, before we get into that, go a little bit more deeper and tell us about your company and uh, how you got involved with the, uh, with the Wood Council. Sure, thank you. So as you mentioned, I've worked with a company called CHM Fire Consultants here in Ottawa. We're a consulting firm that specializes in uh, fire research, um, and, and specifically in mass timber uh, construction and fire performance of mass timber buildings. Um, and we also do a lot of fire testing. So we're well suited for this, this project that we've uh, been part of. And this kind of started about two and a half years ago as there was some discussion of tall mass timber buildings um, being designed in Toronto. And we were looking for a way to disseminate information, particularly to the fire service, at that point, we had done lots of uh, fire research uh, and, and tests, um, but we were finding it uh, a challenge to be able to share that information that we had learned with, particularly with the fire service, but building officials as well. And so about two and a half years ago, I proposed to NRCAN, Natural Resources Canada, uh, among some other um, funders from the different provinces, the idea of doing some demonstration fire tests that we could invite people to, to, to witness. It's been a long road to kind of get to where we are, but uh, we're finally at uh, a place where we've conducted the first test. Would, would you consider this a contested issue uh, in terms of, I mean, I go back to the days, early days uh, in, in British Columbia here with uh, the fire service being very much against uh, uh, wood frame construction uh, at the six story level and beyond. Uh, this is different, however. We were talking mass timber. Maybe go back a bit and, and tell us what's changed since, since the six-story wood frame concerns. And I mean, I, I still think they're there. Yeah, so just to kind of differentiate what we're talking about in terms of mass timber from light frame. Light frame uh, wood construction derives all of its fire performance, uh, or virtually all of it, from protection. And, and typically gypsum board protection on light frame. Um, when we look at fire performance of, of light frame buildings, we're really looking at performance of the gypsum board and that the, the ability of the gypsum board to compartmentalize the building, protect the structure from uh, and the, the wood framing from the effects of fire. And so at the end of the day, the performance of the building really comes down to that protection of the gypsum board. Mass timber is different, perhaps more akin to what we've long called heavy timber construction, uh, which the, the fire service has, uh, has experienced with over many decades, but it's, it's even goes perhaps even a bit beyond that. So um, the mass timber 
by definition is, is larger cross-section beams and columns. And, and we have a, a, a new product, relatively new product available in uh, North America over the last 10 years called cross-laminated timber. It's uh, with mass timber construction, it's gotten lots of publicity over the last few years uh, as a new uh, building material. Those panels are used to build the floors. So we end up with solid wood floors and, and particularly in the test structure that uh, we've built, uh, the floors are on the order of about 12 inches thick of uh, cross laminated timber panels, but there's also other, other mass timber types that we used, blue laminated timber, as well as dowel laminated timbers. So we have these very thick floors and, and large cross section beams and columns, and um, they actually per perform, uh, they can perform very well in fire. We know that those cross sections char at a, a relatively slow and predictable rate. And so if we're looking for a one hour or two hour fire resistance rating for this type of structure, we can easily calculate how much fire resistance there is just by um, accounting for that, that char and that uh, loss of cross-section over time. And so the, the research over the years has really focused not so much on the fire resistance. Like I said, we have a pretty good handle on that and we can calculate that relatively easily but it's more interest in the actual fire dynamics in a mass timber building. So looking at how the fire grows, um, how, how severe the fire is, so the duration, um, does it burn out on its own? These are, these are really the primary questions we're looking at when we do these tests to better understand how these mass timber buildings perform. Of course, that's influenced how the, the building codes uh, have adopted the mass timber construction. You know, one of the issues during the uh, wood frame uh, discussion and the, the, the sixth story was the, uh, was the construction phase being as dangerous as anything or most at risk. Is this, uh, is this different when you're dealing with, uh, with mass timber? Um, certainly there are some differences, but there are some similarities. You know, whether it's a light frame building um, or mass timber building, um, in both cases, those buildings are their most vulnerable during construction before the building sprinklered, before... Um, we have fire alarms before we have compartmentation, things like that. So during construction is a, a vulnerable phase in, in any building in terms of fire. There are some significant differences between light frame and, and mass timber uh, in terms of fire performance. Some of the same performance attributes that we see for you know, a finished building of mass timber construction apply during construction as well. You know, the, the ability of the, the structure to, um, to withstand fire, slowly char, we, we have a good handle on, on, on how that behaves. And, and if we have a finished building with exposed mass timber, beams, columns, and ceiling, it's not a lot different during construction. Perhaps there's a lower fuel load. Um, and so we see uh, less risk from a fuel load perspective than the building under construction, as opposed to light frame, of course, where again, you're relying on that gypsum board as well, time during construction where that gypsum board isn't in place and, uh, and you don't have to, very, very, uh, very much compartmentation. So, so there's some differences. There are some similarities. Out of the five tests that we are planning out of this test series, two of them do represent scenarios under construction. So we can, we can get into that as well. But um, one of the things that um, we do see with mass timber buildings, um, these buildings tend to be to go up fairly quickly. If I remember right, the, the Rock Commons building, uh, 18 stories mass timber constructed in Vancouver. Um, on the UBC campus, I think it was going up on the order of about two stories a week. So it's relatively quick to go up. 
the, because it's all pre-manufactured components, uh, basically a crane uh, lifting floor panels or beams or columns in place one by one, it goes pretty quick. And it means that because it's all pre-cut from a factory, there's virtually no waste on site. So it makes for a very clean building site, uh, which, which uh, also helps reduce the, uh, the, the, the fire risk. To date, you've done uh, a test and you've got more to come. The uh, testing process, uh, how was how that, uh, that conducted? Is it, uh, uh, again, what, what, what process are you following for that? We looked at um, the research that has been done over the last uh, 10, 12 years in mass timber compartments. Um, it started at Carleton University about 12 years ago. We did some compartment uh, burns where we built mass timber compartments and looked at varying degrees of exposed mass timber. Um, since then, the National Research Council has done a number of projects looking at fire performance of mass timber and again that the compartment fire dynamics. When we started uh, investigating what we'd like to do for um, this series um, that we would be able to invite people to to witness, uh, we were really looking at what gaps are there in the research? What do we not have data on that we would like to test? And, one of the primary scenarios that we wanted to test was um, an open office floor plan, because many of the buildings we're seeing built across Canada are large open office floor plans, uh, like office buildings, as opposed to residential. Uh, we generally see more office buildings than residential being proposed for mass timber. And all the research really focused on residential occupancy. So smaller compartments, um, perhaps a little bit higher fuel load. And so we had an expectation that that was the um, kind of a, a worst case scenario, having a small compartment where we see re-radiation between the mass timber surfaces, which can keep it burning longer. But we wanted to, we wanted to confirm this, this belief. And so we were able to build a, a relatively large structure in Ottawa. The, the site is called Searle Canadian uh, Explosives Research Laboratory. And we were able to build a structure that was about uh, 2,300 square feet on the first story. And that was the, the open office floor plan. And then we have uh, four other tests, two of which I mentioned are looking at uh, construction site fire scenarios. Again, no, none of the tests previously had looked at construction site fire scenarios. And so that was something else we, we wanted to dig into. Is there an intended audience, uh, an intended demographic that you're trying? Is this focused on, on, on the fire service or on, on uh, developers? Uh, who, who's, your, who's your audience to this? Yeah, so our primary audience is really three groups. So the fire service um, being one. Um, another group is building officials. And then the third group was the insurance industry. And so we were looking at bringing all three of those groups um, to Ottawa to, to see this demonstration burn. Um, as part of the project, we had uh, brought together two separate stakeholder groups, one on the regulatory side. So that one included building officials and fire service from across Canada. I think we had about roughly 25 people or so in that stakeholder group. And then we also created one for the insurance industry. And we had uh, something similar, 20 to 25 representatives. Um, and so um, when it came time to run the first test in which we were able to invite a large number of people, we invited those groups as well as reached out further. For the first test, which was the, uh, the largest of the tests, the full first story, um, being the open office uh, floor plan, we had 150 people from across Canada attend that test. 
that must have been satisfying for, for those of you that were conducting the test. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, as you can appreciate, there's a lot of planning that goes into not only uh, planning the test, designing the structure and, and whatnot, but there's also a huge planning side uh, on, on bringing that many people to Ottawa to, uh, to witness the test. Um, the Canadian Wood Council um, hosted a symposium, a two-day symposium around the test so that uh, we were able to get uh, people to the test to see it. And then uh, another day and a half after that of a symposium uh, with a, a round table discussions and whatnot. Can you speak, uh, Steve, to the objectives uh, that you're trying to accomplish in terms of gathering this data and how it uh, should uh, be used moving forward? The tests were actually run by the National Research Council. So they, they have fully instrumented the structure. Um, so they have 400 channels of data collection, temperature measurements, heat flux measurements throughout the structure. And, uh, and so there's a good portion of this that is research. And so we're collecting this data, NRC will be writing research reports and they'll be publicly available. Um, so one aspect is uh, on the demonstration side to be able to invite people um, to help disseminate the information. So all the fire testing we've done in the past, it's not necessarily behind closed doors, but of course it's not accessible to people. People aren't, you know, um, you know, fire service with the exception of perhaps the local fire service that might be invited, they're generally not able to come and witness tests. And so one of the primary objectives was to be able to um, share this with the wider audience, both through those that could attend in person, but also um, we had the, the tests, we had uh, photographers and a videographer uh, there to capture it. So the intent is to develop some, um, some well-edited videos that we uh, will be able to share after the fact um, to again, reach a wider audience. So really it's to demonstrate performance to a wide audience. The other aspect of course, is these are research tests. They're, they're scenarios we haven't looked at before. We're collecting that data and that data will be made available to um, both designers that are designing these tall mass timber buildings, but also to the um, building code committees that are looking at further developing mass timber in the building code and, and what sort of requirements might go along with that. And so there's the, the scientific side um, that's being captured, but also the, the demonstration side. So the data that's compiled, and you say the National Research Council will have that, is that where it will be when, when the fire service years from now wants to go back and, and, and see what happened? That's going to be run through them, is that right? Yes, yeah, so the National Research Council, um, on all of their large uh, projects like this, they'll write te uh, technical reports summarizing the findings. So those will be documented. Um, like I mentioned, I hope that we'll have um, some, some well edited videos that we'll be able to put together and share. And hopefully those will be around for years to come. Um, one of the challenges that we find is particularly, you know, whether it's building officials or, or maybe more specifically the fire service, it's a challenge to um, be able to submit, you know, perhaps a one or a 200 page report uh, technical report and have that digested by, you know, uh, someone that might have a few minutes to review a project and, and provide some feedback, right? So that's, that's one of the challenges is how are we able to convey the, the, the technical information um, that might go along with a design for perhaps a 12-story mass timber building in, you know, a relatively short amount of time? 
that somebody might have to, to review it. So, um, so that's why I think on the video side, I'm hoping that will be helpful. And, um, and then the reports will be there. And, and of course, I'm sure there'll be summary documents developed to, to summarize those longer technical reports as well. And I want to ask you personally, how, how does this project make you feel? Are you, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you don't do this every day in terms of building these structures and, and then doing testing and, and live fire. It must, uh, it must bring a level of excitement perhaps to you? Yeah, this is something that, as I mentioned, I started uh, raising about two and a half years ago. So it's been a long time coming and it, it was very satisfying seeing it come together. So many people worked uh, incredibly hard to, to get to this point. It was really great to see having what is essentially the largest fire test we've done in North America ever, uh, as far as uh, I'm aware, and having you know 150 people from across Canada be able to come witness it. For all that to come together, it was, it was very satisfying. What in your mind uh, would uh, years from now what would make this a success for you? What would what outcome that you see? And you've mentioned some of the outcomes or other the objectives, but what outcome or one or two that that would say, yeah, this this is this is what we did this for? Uh, well, that's a great question. One aspect would be having a better rec recognition of of the differences between perhaps light frame and mass timber, um, and, and having a greater appreciation uh, of what mass timber is and how it performs in fire. And so that's that's one of the primary objectives. And going forward, that likely means a greater number of mass timber buildings being built and being approved in, in municipalities across Canada. And, and I think also just um, being able to, to document this. This was, I would suggest, a, a, a pretty big success. And so perhaps this will lead to further uh, large-scale demonstrations uh, down the road. And uh, that would be great to see as well, because I think uh, I think everybody walked away from witnessing this test, learning something. And um, for someone like myself, um, I do fire testing monthly, pretty much. And almost every time I do a fire test, I learn something. So, um, so I think there's, there's lots to be gained from this. And, and we'll continue to try and share that beyond, um, beyond even just those that we're able to attend. I thank you, Steve. Uh, Steve Kraft, uh, a principal with CHM Fire Consultants uh, Limited. And uh, again, thanks for your time and, uh, and good luck on the project. It's, uh, it's important. It's important to do. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining Firefighting in Canada, the podcast brought to you by First Alert, safety you can trust. Visit firefightingincanada.com for more episodes.